Shalom to all. Today's office Megillah Daf Chavav. We are starting Chav Hamad Beis on the bottom with a brand new parak. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah Bas Rabbi Yaakov, Moshe, Her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Freddy Chayabel, Bas Rabbi Yitzchak Tzvi, Her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah. And the Mishnah says Bnei Ir Shemachu Chayv Shal Ir. The people of the city they sold the town square. Leichen Medamim Basic Nessus. They have to use that money to buy a shul. That's because this money has to be used for something with greater kedusha. So therefore they take this money and they have to buy a shul with it. Basic Nessus. If they sold a shul, Leichen Teva, then they have to buy an Aron Kaddish with it. Teva. If they sold an Aron Kaddish, Leichen Mitpachas. Then they have to buy the covers of Sefer Torah. Mitbachas, if they sold the various cloths that are used to cover Sefer Torah, Chafaf Amad Alpha on top, Yechus Farms, then they have to buy Svarim with it. Svarim is Nevim and Ksuvim. Rashi says that's actually a scroll of Navi and Ksuvim. Svarim, if they sold Nevim and Ksuvim, Lechon Tyrus, then they have to buy a Sefer Torah. Avoli Machur Tyre, but if they sold a Sefer Torah, Lechus Farm, they're not allowed to downgrade and buy Svarim with it. Svarim, Lechum Mitbachas, if they sold Svarim, they're not allowed to downgrade and buy Mitbachas, buy that which is going to cover the Sefer Torah. Mitbachas, Lechu Teva, if they sold Mitbachas, they're not allowed to buy an Arnkaj with it. And Teva, Lechu Besiknesis, if they sold the Teva, they're not allowed to buy a base Knesset with it. Base Knesset, if they sold the show, they're not allowed to buy the town square. And this is the concept of Malin Bakadish, Vlay Meridin. We always have to go up in Kadusha and not down. And then the Mishnah concludes by saying, even with the leftover money. Let's say they sold Nevi Miksuvim, they got $50,000 for it. They bought a Sefer Tire for $40,000. What are they going to do with the other $10,000? they are not allowed to use that $10,000 for whatever they want. They have to use it for a Sefer Tire as well, because once that money was used for something of greater Kadusha, they have to keep it on that level of Kadusha, even that leftover money that wasn't used yet. And now we talk about the first part of Mishnah, this is actually the opinion of Ramnachim Bar Yesi Stomasa. The reason why it's called Stomasa is because many Mishnais that are Stam, it doesn't have a name attached to it. That's actually Allah from him. The Rukhayv of the city, the main square of the city, doesn't have any Kedusha to it. So therefore, if you sell it, you could do whatever you want with the money. So now we ask Ramnachim Bar Yesi, my time, what's his reason? Why is it that according to him, if they sell the main square of the city, so then they would have to use that money for something of greater Kedusha? That's because That's because everyone gathers in it and they dominate it on a public fast day in Mamadeh so therefore it does have some element of Kedusha to it. Rabbanon, how do they answer that? That's just occasionally since they're only going to occasionally dominate in the city center so then that's not considered like it has Kedusha. And the Mishnah said Beis Knesset is like Chanteva if you're going to sell a shul so then you have to buy something of the greater Kedusha. And That's only talking about a village shul but if we're talking about the city shul this is the main shul in the city since other people come to it from all over not just people of the city you're not allowed to sell it that's considered a communal shul. It's not privately owned. It's a public shul. It's like public property, and therefore you're not allowed to sell it. And it's also because these people from the outside help fund its construction and its upkeep. So it's a public shul. It can't be sold even by the main community, which uses it on a daily basis. But now Amravashi says, This shul of asula. Even though people come to it from all over the place, it's considered like a public shul. Since they're coming for me, I'm the one giving shurim there. So in a way, the only reason why they're coming to the shul is because of me. If I would like to, I could sell it. Because in a way, it's like some sort of tenai or stipulation that they understand that if I would like to sell the shul, I could sell it. But now, Mesa, we're going to ask a question. Amr Rav Yudi says, There's a story with the coppersmith's shul in Yerushalayim. They sold that shul to Rabbi Lezer, and he did whatever he wanted in that shul. And that's a city shul that was in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is a krach, it's a big city, so you're not allowed to sell a shul in a big city. So we answer, no, that was actually a very small shul. It was like a shtibel in Yerushalayim. They knew Avdua, and they were the ones that made it themselves. It was their own private shul. They didn't take any outside funding, it was their own private little thing, and therefore they were able to sell it. The main shul of the city that everyone uses, even people that are visiting from outside, that's not allowed to be sold. However, this was a private shul in their little local neighborhood, they made it for themselves, so they're allowed to sell it. The Gemara continues to ask Meisvei, we have a passage that says, and this is talking about if a house gets a nega tzaras on it, if there's a little bit of tzaras on a house, so what do we learn from here? Only something which is an achuza for Klai Yisrael, something which is privately owned by someone, that can become time ben However, anything
nothing in Yerushalayim cannot become Tamim ben Agayim because Yerushalayim is considered publicly owned by everyone. And Rabbi Yehuda, he says, I only heard that the Makam of the Mikdash, where the base of Mikdash is, that can't become Tamim ben Agayim, but something in Yerushalayim could become Tamim. So what do we see from here? Habati Kinesis, Habati Mujashas, Mitman, even a Shul or a base Knesses could become Tamim, which means that it's privately owned, which means you should technically be able to sell it. But Amai, why is that so? This is something which is public. It's owned by everyone and it shouldn't become Tamim and you shouldn't be able to sell it. So the Gemara answers, no. Rabbi Huda really said is I only heard something which is holy is sanctified not specifically talking about the base of Mikdash but referring to anything that has Kedusha also base Knesses and base Medjush not only can they not become Tami if they have a Negat Saras on them but they also cannot be sold because they're publicly owned so now that we just mentioned this Machlech is between Rabbi Huda and Tanakama about Yerushalayim we're going to continue talking about that what are they arguing about Tanakama Savar he holds Yerushalayim wasn't divided up among the Shvatim none of the Shvatim actually own Yerushalayim it's actually considered like public property. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, he holds in Shalak Yerushalayim and Shvatim, Yerushalayim was divided up among the Shvatim. And it will plug to Dahani Tanai, this is actually the same Machlech as the following Tanai. Tanai, you have a Braisa. What was in the portion of Yehuda? Harabayas was in his portion, Vahalashachis in all the different chambers of the Beis Amikdash, Vahazaris and the different Azars of the Beis Amikdash compound. And what was in the Chalak Yerushalayim? That was the Ulam and the Hechal and the Beis Kachi HaKadashim. And Ritzua Haisa Yetzis Mechalkash Yehuda Venichnasi Vechalkash Yerushalayim. There was like a strip of land that was going out from the Chalak of Yehuda that went into the Chalak Yerushalayim and Ubama that's when the Mizbech was built. So even though the Mizbech is in the Hechel, and the Hechel is actually part of Benyamin's Chelek, there was actually this strip of land that was going out from Yehuda's Chelek, so Yehuda's Chelek had the Mizbech built on it. And every single day, Benyamin Atzadik, that's referring to Benyamin, he was always pained over it. He wanted to absorb it into his Chelek. Shenemar the Pasuk says, He was able to become the host of the Shechina, and we know that the Aron Kaidash was in Benyamin's Chelek because that's in the Kaidash Kedashim. But either which way, we see from here that this time, Holds that Yerushalayim was divided among the Shvatim because we see that the Makam Mikdash itself and obviously all of Yerushalayim was divided in between Yehuda and Benyamin. And Vahai Tanah Savar, the following Tanah holds, Lain is Chalk Yerushalayim Shvatim, that Yerushalayim was not divided up among the Shvatim and actually no one had ownership of Yerushalayim. The Tanah Yavab Raisa, Ain Maskir and Batim Yerushalayim. A person is not allowed to rent out a house in Yerushalayim for all the Eilu Rigam that are coming up, they need a place to stay. You're not allowed to rent out your house, Menesh Ain Shalahem, because it doesn't belong to them. Just because you live in Yerushalayim and you have a house there, it doesn't mean that it's yours. It's actually not your property and anyone that wants to come can stay there for free. And Rebbe Lezbub Tzadikimer, he says, Afle mitos, you're not allowed to even rent out a bed in your house because it doesn't belong to you, it's public property. Lefikach, therefore, since you're not allowed to charge people for staying in your house, they could just knock on your door, come inside and stay in your house for free. The skins of Kajim, we know that if a person brings a carbon, so he gets to actually keep that skin for himself. But the Baliushpizen, meaning their hosts, they can take it forcibly, that's because that's going to be their payment for a person staying by them. And Amar Bayi, he says, Shmami, no, we see from here, there's the proper thing to do that a person leaves a pitcher or some hides for his host. That's because he's staying by his host for free, so he should at least leave him something. When he leaves, that person could have some sort of financial benefit for him staying by his house. But either which way, we see that this Mahadamra holds that Yushalayim was not Nishalak Lishvatim, and therefore no one actually owns property in Yushalayim. So we have this Machlek as whether or not Yushalayim was divided up among the Shvatim or not. But now going back to our discussion of selling a shul, Amar Rabbi says as follows, Lai we didn't teach this, If the seven councilmen or seven trustees of the city didn't sell it in the presence of of all the townspeople. If these seven councilmen, these seven trustees, sold it in the presence of the town people, so then even if they want to use that money to buy beer and drink beer with it, that's not a problem. And this is important. If it wasn't sold by the councilmen with the approval of the townspeople, then both the shul and the money have kedusha. However, if it was sold by the councilmen with the approval of the people, then neither the money nor the shul have kedusha, and you could use that money for whatever you want, even if you want to buy beer and drink the beer with it. Now, Ravina, he had a mound of a base Knesset means he had a destroyed base 
Knesset in one of his properties. And also, he came to Ravashi, he asked him, Am I allowed to plow over here? Am I allowed to plant something? Because we have this destroyed base Knesset, is that still considered public property or is it something that's my property? So Amrullah, he told him, Go buy it from them and then it's your personal property, Vizara, and then you could plant it. And more about shoals. Remember, Abba Hava Kabani be Kedeshle, he was in the middle building a shoal. Hava he Atika. There was an old shoal, Hava Bailimistra. He wanted to knock it down. And he wanted to bring bricks and beams from it, the Iyulahasam, and bring them to over there, meaning he wanted to use the bricks and beams from the old shoal and use them in his new shoal. Yasef coming by he sat and he was asking the following question: How do Chizda that which of Chizda had said? said, You're not going to knock down a shoal until you build a new shoal. Once you build a new shoal, then you can knock down the old shoal. And so here's the question: Over there, it's because you might be negligent. You might knock down the old one and not build the new one, and then you're not going to have a shoal at all. So therefore, you first have to make sure that you have a new shoal before you knock down the old shoal. What about this situation over here? I'm in the middle of building a shoal, so it's not like I'm going to be negligent and not build a shoal. I'm in the middle of physically building the new shoal. So also, he came to our papa, and he asked it for him. He said, you are not allowed to knock down that old shoal. But he came to have Huna and asked him the same question. He also said it was Asr. And Amr Ravi continues telling us halachas about shoals. If a person has a shoal, if you want to exchange it for something or sell it, shari, that's permitted. A guru, mashkan. However, if you're going to rent it out to someone or you're going to use it as a mashkan, Asr, that's Asr. My time, why is it that you're not allowed to rent it out? Because it still has the same kedusha as a shoal, and therefore it's not proper to rent it out. And livni nami, the same thing when we're dealing with bricks. Chilufinu zvininhu. If we're going to exchange the bricks of the shoal or sell them, that's not a problem. Shari, that's okay. Oizfinu, however, to lend them out to someone usher, that's usher. And vhanimili batikta, that's only talking about old bricks. Meaning we had a shoal, it had bricks built into it. That shoal fell down, so we have these bricks that actually used to be part of a shoal. So then you're not allowed to lend them to someone because they have the kedusha of the shoal. Aval however, there's brand new bricks that were designated for the shoal but were never built into a shoal yet. Less lumbas, then there's no problem. You can lend them to someone else because they don't have Kedusha the Shul yet. And even according to the Ma'andamar, Hasmana Milsahi, that if a person designates something that actually has validity to it, we're going to explain this in a moment, that's like someone weaving a baget for a mace. He's weaving something specifically designated for a person that died. But over here, this is just like spinning the thread for that baget that's going to be for the mace. But like the Ma'andamar, there's no one that says that it's an issue. So Hasmana means designating something for a specific purpose. And even though it hasn't been used yet for that purpose, there is a Ma'andamar that holds that Hasmana Milsahi and the moment it's designated for that purpose, it's already locked in and it must be used for that. It's not going to be used for something else. The Gemara brought an example weaving something for a mace. We know that anything used for a mace is usher to benefit from the tachwichin, the matseva on the grave, something else. And if one made a garment for the mace, even though it was never used for it yet, the mere hazmana, designation of this item for the mace, makes it usher ba'ana. But now the Gemara is saying is that's only because we already have a baggage for the mace. However, let's say you spun some yarn, you spun some thread, and you said, I'm going to use this thread to make a baggage for the mace, even according to the Amr Hazmana Milsahi, that's not an issue because you don't actually have anything here for the mace. You haven't woven a baggage yet. And it's the same thing for the bricks of the base Knesset. You made the bricks, you have them, but you haven't built them into the base Knesset yet. So therefore, there's no issue of Hazmana over here, even according to the Manda Amr, Hazmana Milsahi. I think Mark continues, Matano, what about giving a shoal as a present to someone? Pligibar of Achavarvina, Chad Asr, Chad Shari. One of them says Asr, one of them says it's permitted. Manda Asr, the one that says that it's Asr and it would still retain its Kedusha even if it's given over as a present to someone. How is it that its Kedusha is being removed from it? What exactly is taking its Kedusha off? You're giving it as a present. There's no exchange over here. And Mahdashari, the one that says it's permitted, is because if not for the fact that he's receiving some sort of benefit from the one that he's giving the shoal to, and he wouldn't be giving it to him. He must be getting some sort of benefit from the person who's getting the shoal. So, so then this matana, this gift of the shoal, is just like a sale. And we know that when you sell a shoal in the proper way, so then the Kedusha falls off the shoal and the money. So therefore, this matana is not a problem. The Kedusha falls off the shoal when he gives it as a present. And Tanar we continue. Tashmishe mitzvah, something that was used for a mitzvah in Nizrak, and that could be thrown out. Tashmishe Kedusha, however, something which is considered that has Kedusha, Nignazin, that has to be hidden away. Usually we bury
carry something that needs geniza. What exactly is tashmish mitzvah? Sukkah, for example, your sukkah boards or lulav, the lulav that you used on sukkahs, shaifer, tzitzah, something like that. What exactly is tashmish kedusha? Deluskami, this is a pouch or bag that's used to hold svarim in. Svarim, this is the svarim themselves of tayr, nevim, and ksuvim, tefillin, and mezuzah, saying tikshal sefer tayr. This is the bag that the sefer tayr is put in, meaning the mantle on the sefer tayr. Vinatik shall tefillin, and your tefillin bag, vritzuain, and the straps of the tefillin. Those are all tashmish kedusha, and those have to be buried. Your knowledge is throw those out. Amarava, he says, Marish havamina, I used to think, haikrusayo, this bima that we place the Sefer Torah on, tashmesh de tashmeshu, it's a tashmesh of a tashmesh, vishari, and it's permitted to do whatever you want with it. Why is that? Because we first put a bima cover on top of the bima, and only then we put the Sefer Torah on top of the bima cover. So the bima itself is not really considered tashmesh kedusha. But Kim the Chazina, the Maitzvi Yilavei Sefer Torah, once I saw that the Sefer Torah is placed directly on the bima without a bima cover, amina, so then I said, tashmesh kedusha huva asr, it's considered like regular tashmesh kedusha, and the bima itself is asr, you have to treat it like regular tashmesh kedusha. And Amaravi continued saying, Mirish having me, I used to think that high priest this curtain that's inside Aaron Kaidish, it's kind of like the Parochas. I used to think that Tashmish de Tashmishu, it's just a Tashmish of a Tashmish. But came into Chazina and the Ifile, since I see that they would fold it up, Umanche Sefer Alave, and place the Sefer Tire directly on it, Amina, I said to myself, Tashmish Kedusha, Huva Asr, it's regular Tashmish Kedusha and it's Asr. And Amaravi continued telling us, Hatevusa de Irpat, if we have an Aaron Kaidish that started falling apart. So me after Tevazutarti Shari, if you want to make a smaller Aaron Kaidish out of that, you could, but Kursaya Asr, if you want to make a Bima out of it, that's Asr. And Amaravi, he says, High Priest de Bala, if we have a Parochas that started getting worn out and you can't use it as a parichas anymore, if you want to use it as a cover for Sfarim, meaning you want to use it as a cover for Sfarim, that's permitted. If you want to use it for Chumashin, meaning individual scrolls, one has Bereshis, another one has Shemais, the other one Vayigar, the other one Bamidbar, the other one Dvarim, so it's not really a whole Sefer Torah, that's Asr, that's because it's not Kaddish enough. And Vamaravi continues saying, these bags that hold Chumashim in them, the Kamatri de Sifri, or boxes that hold Sfarim in them, Tashmish Kedushan, and that's considered regular Tashmish Kedushan, and Ignazin, and they have to be hidden, they have to be buried. The Gemara's Pshita, is that obvious? Why would you think not? It's meant for holding a Sefer Torah in it, so of course it's considered Tashmish Kedusha. So we answer, Maldetema, you might have thought, Hani Lavl Chavad Avidin, it's not meant for the cover of the Sefer Torah, it's not like it's a beautiful box or a beautiful bag, Lintori Ba'am Avidi, it's just like a simple bag that you just want to protect the Sefer Torah, that nothing happens to it, and therefore it doesn't really have Kedusha to it. Kamashma, and the Chedosh is, since it's used to hold the Sefer Torah or Svarim, it does have Kedusha, even though it's not really made fancy or it's not meant to have any specific design or anything special like that. Nonetheless, it is considered Tashmish Kedusha. And more about Shul Halachas. There was a Shul of Roman Jews to have a Pasech Lahu in Druna. It was open into a side room to have a Machas Bay Mace. They would leave a Mace in that room and Vahava Bo Kahani Hasam. And Kaihanim wanted to go into the Shul and they wanted to daven there. And there's a problem. Kaihanim cannot daven in a Shul if the adjoining room has a Mace in it. And since there's a door connecting the adjoining room and the Shul, so now the Thomas Mace goes into the Shul. And we know that Kaihanim aren't allowed to be in a building that has a Mace in it. So what are they supposed to do? So Asu Amrulay the Rava, they went and they told Rava. So Amrulay told them, Dalutevusa, pick up the Aron Kaidish, Aizvua, place it right near the door, meaning block that entrance into that room. The Aron Kaidish is a Kli Eitz Ha'asulinachas, which means it's a wooden Kli which is meant to be stationary. It's not meant to be moved around. And if we have a wooden Kli, even though it's a Kli, you could put stuff in it, take stuff out of it, but since it's Asulinachas, it's meant to be stationary, it's not Makabal Toma, and also it could stop Toma from traveling from one place to another. We know that Toma travels through openings, will travel through doorways and windows. However, if you block up that window or doorway so then the Toma can't travel through there, that's only if you block up the door or window with something that cannot be Makabal Toma. So take the Aron Kaidish, it can't be Makabal Toma, place it in that doorway, you're blocking that doorway, and now the Toma doesn't go through and the Kayanim could come into Davin. But now, Amr Le'erban Rava, the Rabban told Rava, Sometimes they do carry the Aron Kaidish when the Sefer Torah is on top of it. It seems to be that they actually would use the top of the Aron Kaidish as well. And Vahavalei Mitaltim Malev Reikon, that turns out that now this is a Kli 8, this is a regular Kli that is carried empty and full. 
full. When the Sefer Torah is in it, they'll carry it. And when the Sefer Torah is on top of it, they'll carry it. So therefore, that's considered like a regular clean. It's Makabal Tomah. So he responded, That's actually so. So then there's nothing you could do about it. And it's going to be Makabal Tomah. And it's not going to stop the Tomah from traveling through the doorway. And Armar Zucha, he says, If we have cloths of Sfarim that got worn out and you can't use them for Sfarim anymore, you can turn them into Tachrichan for Mes Mitzvah. And this is the proper way of their Geniza. Instead of just simply burying them in the ground, in the regular Geniza pile, you can actually use them for Mes Mitzvah. And Vamarava, he says, Sefer Tar Let's say we have a Sefer Tar that got worn out and we can't use a Sefer Tar anymore. So we should do Geniza to it right next to a Tamar Chacham. We should bury it with a Tamar Chacham. Even if this Tamar Chacham only learned Halachas, which means he only learned Mishnayas and Brises, he didn't learn Gemara, he's not on a higher level Tamar Chacham. Nonetheless, you can place the Sefer Tar with him. And Amar Vachabar Yaakov, we have to put it in an earthenware Kli and then bury it. Shinemar, the Pasuk says, you should put in a Kli Cheres, an earthenware Kli, so it should last for many days. Even though it's being buried, we have to try to preserve it as much as possible, so therefore, if it's in a Kli Cheres, it's going to be preserved for a very long time. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about the halachas of a shul. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.